Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. I am tired. I, I fucking, it's weird. I got to ride mopeds today. Yeah, I should start out with that. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a, my guest gave me a thumbs up, but like, um, global warming is a th- or climate change or whatever we want to label it. It's a thing because it should not be 54 degrees in Minnesota and thunderstorm and raining right now. I like 30 seconds before this podcast went on. Um, I had a power outage and I've had like three of those in the entire time I've lived in my house. It was like a blip type of deal. So I'm telling this to my guests right now, just hold on. If I go away and the internet cuts out, it's because of the power. But yeah, dude, that was so, I'm still doing a special project at work. So I'm going at fucking 5 a.m. And I'm kind of like now at three o'clock, I'm like, guys, I'm fucking leaving. They're all cool with that. But I snuck out today and I pulled my like just DR whatever bike out and just got to ride around. And it was so fucking much fun. And it made me so fucking happy. And those ergo shocks of the high dollar ones and treats those 150 i cannot stress this enough to anybody if you want an automatic just feel good everything for your bike buy those fuck ebr hydros right away go for rear shocks because they're simple and you can bolt them on and you'll feel a difference right away like granted yes i felt the difference between the hydros and stock freaking um forks but like the bigger differences in those rear shocks and think about it, people like where is most of the weight on your bike it's on the seat what's right next to the seat the shocks that's where you're gonna feel it and know what there is a huge difference between 50 dollars shocks and 150 dollars shocks so you know it is what it is um but fuck it was so much fun and like i did not give a fuck i did i kind of took a different route and like i sent that some bitch and like it almost restored a little confidence in me. I'm going to knock on wood that I know how to build a bike because I was like four miles, four and a half, five miles, like wide open throttle on a fucking cast iron kit. And I was rolling like 390 head temps. And I mean, granted, it was like 50 degrees out, but like I, like I said, in a, the atmosphere was so fucking weird. It was just, anyways, I'm being a dork and talking about myself, but guess what? you're listening so you must like it a little bit um i had a really i had a lot of people um respond very well to the bad of this episode and i did not realize something um how much of a minnesota accent lee has it's funny i'm just like ooh, ooh. but no nah, dude lee's such a rad guy and such a good friend that was, that was so awesome but hey second chance uh, audience if you like an episode don't be afraid to repost it on your Instagram or Facebook feed. That does make it a difference for the numbers and all that stuff. Um, don't forget to like anywhere you see stuff, subscribe. It's all cool. You know what? I know it's not cool to like shit. And it's like really awesome to be passe. Like shit. I'm a fucking dork. Like I'm a dork about mopeds and I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, apparently I'm fake moped, per- fake moped army person of the year. So I got that going for me. Thanks, Koi Pond, I think. Um, that one's for you, Jesse. Uh, um, but 
this guest I have on, I he got brought up to me early on in the podcast, and I just don't know why I didn't ask him. I really don't. Um, and he made me halfway nervous because we we were in good communication yesterday, and we had to kind of push and stuff. And then I, for some reason, did not fucking get any information to him till like at least four o'clock, five o'clock my time, and then just waiting, 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 doing my shit. I actually had Maddie Bo on standby in case my guest didn't come on, but you know, Maddie, I love you. You'll be, you'll be out of Cali soon. You'll be back in Richmond and, and riding mopeds and breaking shit. So it'll be all right. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just fucking, that's what happens. It's like anything that's really rad. You don't get to do for a while. Like I'm still, I went to the gym. I fucking buzzing from like moped riding and all that, but no, what? fuck it. I'm just going to introduce my guest right now. Hey everyone, my name is Tony Anthony. I don't know how you guys know me. I'm uh, over in the outskirts of Los Angeles, California, repping uh, Cross Valley Air Cools. Right on, right on, my guy. Um, I always, I when I see your face, I want to say Tony C's because like your Instagram handle and like I'm like that's a great one, man. Huh? Yeah, or Tony Sneeze, as some of the club members go. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right on, right on. All right, Tony, here on Second Chance uh, Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys, i.e. The, the very first time they saw a moped to, you know, smile, ride, mold part of the journey and what it's like today. So, Tony, and I know you got, I know, I know it, we like scooter people here as well, so it's okay. Um, let me ask you, what is your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but like you can conceptually know you saw and looked at a moped. Uh, I was looking for something right around high school. Uh, I wanted to uh, be the only kid on a on a on a moped because I didn't need a license. And <laughs> I think the first memory I have was looking at a Tuma Street Mate on the internet, thinking that looks like a motorcycle. <laughs> so <laughs> but it, it has to be cool. No, what what is that? Yeah, I, I thought coolest thing ever, uh, and I didn't need a uh, I didn't need a license, so I didn't have to ask my mom if I could buy it. Um, ended up being uh, a little out of my, I don't know. I just don't think I was able to get a street mate back then. It was like two thousand and seven. They're relatively new, so I ended up with a Honda Spree for two hundred and twenty five bucks from one of my neighbors. And that was my first bike. <laughs> Dude, I I I tell myself I'm gonna buy a Honda Spree because they're cute to me, but like I have no fucking room in my garage for more bikes. And like the nice thing about mopeds, they're narrow and sprees yeah. are a little wide little wide bodies. So like they take up more real estate. So like that's why I'll never fucking own a trike, like a moped trike. No, <laughs> fucking terrible decision. Too much space. I have a trike, but it's over. I've got a whole backyard full of air-cooled cars and air-cooled bikes. So, <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, I think the first moped I did end up getting was a Samadhi Town bike. Um, shortly after, though, and uh, that's probably 
it's still one of the first bikes I have. I got two of them and I have the second one that I'd gotten still to today. So I, I still have that bike. Right on. So you kept, you got, were they a matching pair or were they close in serial numbers at all? Or was uh, it- no, well, the first one I got from, it, this was like 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. I think it was eight. So it was like the climax of a uh, blog house and, mm-hmm. and their culture. And uh, uh, I got it from this guy in I think the Valley at, in an apartment complex. He had a, he had another bike. He had a Flying Dutchman, a Sax. New, uh, I knew I wanted the Minarelli. I don't know why. Well, it was Italian. I'm like, I want. I think that one would be a better choice, and I'm glad I went with the the V1 over the uh, the Sax motor. No offense, yeah. Sax, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he had probably the deepest V I've ever seen on a shirt. It went all the way down to his belly button. And I was just like, all right, I'm getting into it. And that was, that was it. I went full moped. That makes me so happy. So with, I have to, I have to interrupt with a name like Anthony, let me guess, you might be a little Italian. Just a little bit, just, just half, half Italian and half Filipino. Oh, <laughs> so you, so you get out in the sun and you just turn olive. Yeah. yeah I, I, I tan real easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah unlike me i am and my it was funny my ex-wife would always say like i my ex-wife being black she would be like i couldn't have date met anybody any more white you're norwegian you're english and you're irish what the fuck she goes you're probably translucent as well as somewhere in there like uh i mean i don't know like works out since i'm in california too we get the most amount of sun over here so yeah, yeah, but I can My... burn and peel in a day almost. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't know if I'd survive out here if it was me. <laughs> right on. But so you got, you're talking about that guy with the longest, biggest V-neck yeah. ever. V-neck I had ever seen all the way down to his belly button and still engraved in my mind. It was a purple shirt, probably from American Apparel. Of course. Uh, I don't know. You know, that's when I got into mopeds. So mopeds, bloghouse, uh, all that kind of stuff kind of mixed together for when I'm uh, writing. What's Bloghouse? Like, I am just curious Bl- about this. The era of like 2005 to 2010-ish that uh, all the music that came off of MySpace, that came off of Tumblr, um, that's kind of when the block. It's like electronic, electro-indie kind of dance music, I guess. Mm-hmm. L- system, I think, is kind of considered Bloghouse-y. Um, uh chromio was one of those bands back then but those are the bigger names that kind of fit the same genre of style but gold frap mm, let's see you're speaking way too cool for me dude i was still probably stuck bumming around new metal new metal bands at that time Uh, so it was just that that was coming to a scene and so we're well, mopeds not yet, but like that's all I was doing was listening to that music and working on bikes by myself. So every time I hear bloghouse kind of music, I think of mopeds. Or if I'm writing mopeds, I'm listening to bloghouse. Nice. Can- um. So you got the you got those bikes like, and what you talk about wrenching like, what was your background like? Because I find it I always find it interesting sometimes the people who find mopeds because. 
I mean, a chunk of us had a kind of a mechanical background, but there's a vast majority. This is the first time working on anything. And like, yeah. I can tell you that when I first started mopeds, I was a terrible mechanic. I didn't, I mean, I knew how to change the brakes on my car. Uh, I was a do it yourselfer, but looking back at the, the Jimmy ass shit that I did to my moped, I definitely did not know what I was doing compared to what I do now, which to be honest, most of the people think I still do like Jimmy ass half fast kind of work. So <laughs> it's probably because you're at least for myself, I'll say I'm lazy and I just want to get it back on the road. And like, I was working on stuff this weekend and I'm just doing that half ass shit just to get back on the road. It's like, dude, it's fucking winter. This is the time to fix it. Minnesota. Aren't, aren't the best fixes the ones you do on the side of the road most of the time? Those never, those seem to last the longest compared to when I'm actually working in the shop. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, um, yeah. Not, I mean, I'm a Mickey Mouser of a, a mechanic because I just want to ride. And so I'll buy a moped, uh, still run it with like, you know, the old gas, try to run it through. Uh, I don't go through the engine really. I clean the carb and then I just ride. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, more than one bike I've started up myself and just rode and rode and rode. And then the seals finally go. It's like, oh, it's only 40 years old, 40 year old seals. I just did my first E50 bottom end rebuild probably last month. Oh, ever. Wow. <laughs> that's how long i could make these i guess engines just keep going i don't know that's or beautiful just... um so you got that bike from that that guy and what was like riding like for you at that point because it sounds like you're kind of work in your own little world um like was there any type of scene or anything like that or were you just that kid on this kind of riding around this part of la on bikes where I grew up, it was, it is uh, 45 minutes outside of like the metropolitan area of Los Angeles proper. And uh, up there, it's a bunch of uh, uh, suburbs. And so I would be riding around the neighborhoods, um, didn't really even have to touch the main streets, deal with cops, none of that for, I think I stayed within suburbs for the first two years of riding. And then taking bike trails to get to the uh, coffee shop, the coffee and tea and boba shop I worked at for a little while. And then uh, pretty much I started trying to look into Moped Army was around. Um, I think the clubs back then were the late birds and the bullies uh, did my first rally, broke down, you know, um, but what was that? No. What was that like finding the culture though? Because that's always fascinating to me. Like people are like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Or some people are like, "Yeah, it's not for me." I didn't really understand the culture yet, but I did understand that I was witnessing more than the two mopeds in my garage, and that was probably the craziest part of it. And that people actually traveled from outside of LA. I remember that first trip. I had met people. Uh, the nicest people too. Um, I don't remember, maybe it was Oregon or something, but, uh, it was a trip. I mean, obviously I broke down and I think I only rode one or two of the days out of all three. Um, but culturally I didn't really understand it 
you know, I didn't really understand what was going on until I started really going on moped army every day, contributing, asking questions and uh, attending more rides that it was really, I don't know. I'm trying to think back because like, I'm really embedded into the culture now. I'm trying to think back of when I first started and it was all, you know, it was me trying to get friends from like my neighbors to come out with me. Hey, come to this thing. I have an extra bike. And uh, being the outsiders, no one really knowing who you were. Um, and there was no one else riding up there, probably ex except for like, I think there was a guy on YouTube I would follow. He had a Vespa Chow and he must have been like 60 something years old. That was the only other mopeder in the general area until I sold one to uh, uh, a now club member. That's awesome. That's yeah. rad. I, I I love stories like that. Like, yeah, there's a random guy, but like he he doesn't want to go drink some beers and go ride around and get get stupid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that shit makes me happy. Like, um, you talk about the late birds and the bullies and stuff like that. Like, were they hosting weekly rides at this point, or was that just that rally you were talking about? I think they were definitely, uh, the Lapers were, I think, riding on a normal basis. Uh, there was the choke moped shop back then too, where everyone mm -hmm. met up. And I'm saying like 45 minutes is a long drive for me to come into town to even hang out with these folks. And back then I didn't really have a car to transport my bike. I had, uh, what car did, I think I drove my dad's giant Chevy, like uh, camper van at the time. Nice. just to bring the bike down for rallies or just to bring it down into the city mm -hmm. and ride down there. It's about, you know, an hour and a half on moped through like streets that, you know, speed limits are 50. So where I grew up, uh, riding mopeds didn't really make sense, but I, I still did it. Uh, yeah. You got so throw a kid on, weren't you? wasn't, uh, Petty cash out yet with their song, throw a kid on it, just let her rip son. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh yeah. I remember coming across that music video and that hyped me up so hard. Uh I did end up getting a kit, but back then I had to get mine from Italy. Uh yeah. what was his name? Dang. I've heard I've heard this kicked around by more than one old head in the scene. It's like, dude, like I am not envious of any of you fuckers. Like now, right now is the struggle. Does treats have my kid in yet? Does treats and I'm such an asshole. Yes, I am this asshole that once a month I will ask them, is this going to be in this month? And they are <laughs> so fucking nice. They get to me. No, Jim. And I'm like, okay, I'll talk <laughs> to you next month. Like, and I know the response, but, but, but like, it's that weird fucking itch in my head. I just have to ask the fucking question. Nah, dude, we were we were searching the moped army buy and sell to see if someone would even give you a used kit or something. I don't know. Um, and then uh, there was 1977 mopeds uh, <laughs> when, they were, when they were in San Francisco. Yeah, I I've heard. God, they that just every time that gets brought up, I just get bummed out because like so many cool things could have happened instead. Was a really. When they were in San Francisco, it was a good, it was a good spot. It was a cool mm -hmm. spot. I've seen some videos from their San Francisco shop. It's like, dude, what it was the fuck, guys? Yeah, like, it was so cool. 
Um, and then, you know, they moved over back to Kalamazoo and uh, got yeah. lazy. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know any real facts other than a bunch of hearsay. So it's like, you know, whatever. It is it's what like, it is. It's, it's what mopeds are. Even, you know, now that I've been doing mopeds for more than 10 years, you know, you go to, I visited so many shops and it's the same kind of feeling. It's the same group of people. It's just moped people. It's not, you're not going to open up a moped shop for making money. Like you're make you're, you're opening up that shop because you love mopeds. You eat them, you breathe them, you, you, everything, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, we've been getting real close to wanting to do the same because there's nothing out in LA anymore. And that's a, like, I, my family had businesses and like, I understand what it takes to run a successful business. And like, I understand the planning it takes to structure a business. And like anybody who can even try to do it as a hobby business hats off to you. That is fucking awesome. Like Ed, the way he's doing it out in fucking Omaha, big props to Ed. Cause like he, that's yeah. I mean, they got some other hustles going on. And when I say hustles, like legitimate businesses, like Sharon's art and it, their sign business, like dude, rock and roll and NYC mopeds, fucking awesome guys. Like, um, vintage Valley, former guest of the show. Like people don't keep their doors open because they lose money. Like that just doesn't happen in this world. So like anybody who's had a moped shop and I'm sure like magic touch, like up North of you guys, like awesome fucking thumbs up. And you guys are all my heroes. Yeah. Uh, JP, uh, JP and the crew out in uh, New York city, that shop was, uh, I think their shop. Well, before it was JP's and uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Pete. Pete, thank you. I'm terrible with names. Um, Pete, I visited, I think they were the first out-of-state shop I, I visited. And uh, wow, was that an amazing shop. Um, because out in California too, like the mopeds out here, it, it seems like they've all come from the East Coast. Like they don't, they never originated here other than like the very few moped shops that existed in LA. But, uh, all the eclectic bikes, you know, we all have like the same kind of bikes out here. <laughs> we all have the Magnums, but like the cool ones that, you know, the Gorellis you just picked up. I haven't seen one of those over here. Um, uh, Badavis, but yeah. Badavis, sorry. Dude, uh, don't worry. Yeah, dude, like I never saw, honestly, those are, somebody told me a number and I still kind of question that number, how many there was produced, but like, we put together at best 15 in the community that we know of like wow. and, and everybody's gonna hate me and i don't know if i revealed this on the podcast and sorry to take away from your story i honestly looked for that for a week i said like people you could hate me anybody who's been looking for a fucking grand prix for years i said something to somebody a week before that ad got posted and it's like that I have dumb luck like that. That's literally how I've gotten all like, you know, the bikes I've ever wanted was a, you know, I'm just going to check today and it pops up and I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm buying a moped today. Dip out of work to go get it before, you know, someone else snatches it up. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever, 
every time I try to check every single day of my life for something, I never get that. Button, so. Yeah. I mean, what I lack in social skills and overall deplore, I'm trying to use big words, social skills, I make up in luck and luck. So, man, <laughs> I mean, you can fix your moped to to the nines and it'll still break tomorrow. You never know. Something's going to wrap It's mopeds. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you kind of, you're bumming around the scene a little bit trying to get people to ride with you. Like, how did you kind of start that that little scene that you got going or on the early days? So uh, I, for when I went into college, uh, I worked at that coffee shop. And then I, at the same time of working at the coffee shop, I was buying and selling mopeds. Um, mm-hmm. And that included like the Honda Expresses. I've had so it included scooters and um and at one point my parents garage must have 10 bikes in there um thanks and, mom and dad yeah thank you mom and dad for uh you know supporting my <laughs> my hobby and addiction but uh well, at least you didn't get into heroin so you got that going I for did, you right and i was making money and they kind of saw that they're like oh you bought that for 100 bucks and you just sold it for how much yeah ma, 600 bucks now i can you know go buy another one and feed money <laughs> and so i quit the coffee shop and they freaked out but i was then doing you know like digital freelance work going to college and still slinging mopeds um but when you have nine running bikes in your parents' garage and you live in a neighborhood, you've got nine friends that could come over and we would ride, like I said, through just the neighborhood. No one had to touch the main streets. And so a lot of people learned how to ride. Um, a few of my friends bought into the mopeds and uh, that kind of started like our own little, our own little riding club out in Santa Clarita, which is where uh, Cross Valley kind of originated from. Um, when we started Cross Valley though, Officially, I was living in the valley and we would cross basically the two valleys all the time. And that's where we came up with Cross Valley Um, because all of our rides were valley rides up to the Santa Clarita Valley, down to uh, the San Gabriel Valleys. And those are all like uh, uh, like mountainous and like long stretch rides. So like tuning a bike for long stretches but also still needing to go up the occasional hills or going to the san francisco rally where everything is hills um it was really hard to figure out the the medium from when uh you know going between the two valleys i've seized my bike multiple times doing (laughs) the route uh but yeah that's kind of what cross valley represents uh we're crossing valleys uh and none of us really live in the actual, you know, downtown LA, so it's the Outlining Valley Club. So let me ask you this: what's your what's your bike or drivetrain of choice? Because some people love single speed, some people love varied, and some people like a two speed. Like, if you had your pick, what would be your pick a bike? Um, I think my number one pick and choice is back to the Minarelli V1, only because it's like true and tested. Personally. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had the same bike since almost day one and it's gone through like four or five different reiterations. But the one thing that it has done is never seized on a rally for me. Um, 
It's the one bike I was still able to ride doubles on and go up the steepest hill in San Francisco. Um, I've had variated bikes. They're cool too, but it's just too expensive and too many moving parts for me to like really want to care about. Um, All depends. Hold on. What variated bike did you have? If you had a French one, I understand because that is a fucking money pit just waiting to happen. I would be doing the basket of treats. A Hobbit one is not that bad. Now, so I've had the first variated ones were Peugeot's, which I hated each and every single one I had to do the electrical on. Um, rebuilt, I mean, rebuilding one of those is okay. That was like super easy, but mm-hmm. I then had a Hobbit and I fucking hated uh, ripping into it. I hated Okay, how- podcast is over. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I hated taking the subframe down. I'm like, what is this? You know, and then I got uh, just more recently a Vespa. Uh, uh, what was it? The uh, the only one that was advertised for two people. Um, oh, that would have been the Bravo. No, is, is it the Bravo or is it a tube frame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two frame. Ah, uh, I'm not. I, I'm almost a Vespa person, but not really at all. And I'm everybody's fucking just screaming at us. You yeah. idiot! You yeah. fucking idiot! Yeah, You're talking to the number one person can't remember a freaking name or a yeah. number. But uh, it's yeah, a no, V. It's. I feel like it's a V. I'm not even fucking close. Whatever. Yeah, we're not even. I can't think of it. I'm on a yeah. podcast right now. You think I'm going to try to think of it? Uh, no, I'm not looking shit up. I think my phone's at eight percent. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had the podcast in my car because I was like, I was at the mall when I checked the uh, my Instagram, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I can't forget this. <laughs> and I was like, I should just have it in the. Uh, I was in my rabbit. I'm like, I'll just have it in the parking lot. Dude, uh, rock and roll. You've been yeah. that guy talking to himself for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was afraid my phone was going to die. So I was like, I'll just drive home. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I'm not going to mess with variated bikes. I've sold all my variated bikes. And if I had, had a Peugeot 102 and I love that bike. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would, if I were to build out a variated bike, I'd start, you know, wanting to spend money on it to, you know, get the launch lever, get the right pipe, and then make sure that the pipe actually fits right. You know, it's just... Uh, dude, that's that's the French game for you, dude. You gotta just uh, go Hobbit, and it's so. The thing about Hobbits are once you know the tricks, just like any bike, dude, you're like, this is so fucking easy. But like, I, you go through the struggles, like any bike, you gotta know the tricks to them. I think I'm just gonna stick with the the V1 as my hey, number dude. one choice. Right on, and that's yeah. Um, so before Mopeddy to me. Like uh, a variated bike feels like a scooter. Yeah. Which is a weird, <laughs> weird feeling to me. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's from my understanding, Vespa kind of came up with the variated system and Honda kind of copied it and made it a little bit better because that's what Japanese companies do. They copy and make better. Yeah, they do. And <laughs> I love all my Honda bikes I have. Um, but I did have a Hobbit once, but I sold it. Sold it in Vegas one one year. Um, I just hated taking the subframe off. And then I know you like changed the the intake, this and that. I was, but back then that wasn't available to me. And back then I wasn't able to weld, so uh, it was. I was like, 
nah, it was garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely uh, probably would have been in the same boat because like everything about this little airbox subframe stuff sucks. I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, I don't know who starts sticking the carburetor out the um, subframe first, but thank you very much because I don't have a single bike that has a carburetor in the subframe. And I was like, I want a nice clean look. I want to change my jets within five minutes. Okay. That's what I want. But Yeah. I'll, Thinking back, maybe I'll try a Hobbit one one of these days if someone wants to trade me but i don't know yeah i'm just mopeds 50s yeah um so you talked about a little bit like going to rides and stuff like that you're kind of forming cross valley a little bit and what was the first time you headed i in the words of what the hell mel um from moped head she told me california is a big state dude so when was the first time you left California for a moped rally? Or have you ever left with your, like, actually drove, not just flying? Okay. Uh, driving would be uh, Las Vegas and Oregon, Portland specifically. Was that that uh, old club out in Vegas that's no longer there, or was it the Bob Ross guys? No, the Bob Ross boys. Um and it wasn't for a rally. I I kind of always said I halfway grew up in Las Vegas as much as I did in California. Uh, I was out there so much. And I would bring my moped out there and ride because I would just go to places that just didn't have moped riders and ride by myself all the time. But uh, eventually found out that there was a moped club out there, um, the Bob Ross uh, crew, and uh, rode with them a couple times down the strip and that was cool but for a rally outside of california uh was the portland oregon one uh the uphill battle uh i don't remember which one it was but what love got to do with it uh it doesn't that one don't sound familiar it rained almost the entire time but it was a great time <laughs> i love i love joe peg and those boys like they're they're silly. They're silly because I didn't have to deal with any of their. I know they ruffled some feathers back in the day. I didn't have to deal with their shenanigans, and I saw their rally video, probably the greatest moped rally video fucking ever for when they for what's love got to do with it. It was so goddamn great, and their concession speech so got. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, that one was fun. Uh, I think we did a a, a brewery hop. Or was it a barcade hop? I can't remember anymore. But uh, uh, you also say, you know, California is pretty big. I would count San Francisco as being my first, like, leaving the city, you know, from one city to the next. Mm -hmm. uh, about a seven to eight hour drive for us. Yeah, um, that's like going to Omaha for me, honestly, or it, Kansas City. I, and, you know, when I visited the East Coast or the Midwest, it's, it is like you could be in another state in like less than 15 minutes sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, are we in another state already? <laughs> so uh, I would count San Francisco and Sacramento as being big leaps when I did those rallies by myself, too. Uh, met a lot of cool people through that also. Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, ugh, that sounds like a dick there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um I'm yawning people. Uh, that, yawning. That's what I do. Um, so 
you're going, you're hitting some of this other stuff up. Like you're talking about, you talked about the formation of Cross Valley. Like when did that actually, when did you guys come up with that name? Like when did you come up with like more than three buds kind of meeting up? Like how did that Genesis happen? Uh, I think Cross Valley has been around for, I don't know. I'm just going to guess maybe five years now, which mm-hmm. I the way I recollect when that formed was which girlfriend I was with at the time. <laughs> uh, I think it was about five years ago or so. Um, and it formed also because I don't know the bullies I was riding with the bullies. Um, I didn't really ride too much with the late birds and I don't know the vibe those clubs like they're cool clubs and all but they didn't feel like um they didn't feel like where i started riding like it didn't have the same something i don't know what it was and so like it was me my girlfriend at the time um i think my brother my old neighbor we were just like we're gonna start this and just one night eating pasta my brother and i was just like doodling logos and names at first it was supposed to be called tri-valley for the three valleys that we were riding between mm-hmm. and like not nah, cross valley because we're crossing the valley and you know so that's kind of how that came up and uh it we didn't want to be a gang we kind of wanted to be more like a club anyone could kind of join the club and as long as you were you know you had the same mindset like anyone could jump on a moped and be a schmuck or like jump on a moped and then throw it away. Like the next, you know, months later, you really, for you to be part of the club, we all really have the same mindset. We all kind of mesh in the same kind of way. Um, and that's like camaraderie trying to, you know, help each other and, uh, the genuine, just like happy, you know, kind of like what you were expressing at the beginning of the podcast. So just like I hopped on my moped and it was the best day of my life. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of how we all are when we're just like riding mopeds. We're just like, this is the best day of our lives. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's there's something to be said about that. Cause, and I piss people off and I will still say it and I'll still piss them off. Like if riding mopeds doesn't make you fucking happy, then you're riding the wrong moped. Mm-hmm. And like, and yeah, that's, that's, I'll say that all the time. If that shit doesn't clear your mind and make you fucking just get a little giddy still inside, then like you're doing something wrong. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah, a fucking dude. I'm still fucking just loving it. Like, that's why I'm going to catch an airplane somewhere this winter. Cause I can't go two months without riding a bike, dude. I get fucking crazy. In a, a winter rally for all the folks that can't ride. Because we're in sunny Cal- sunny Southern California, uh, we should do a winter <laughs> a winter rally. I was talking to uh, Chris Bully and partner, girlfriend, wife, long term. I forget her name. She's been on my show. I'm an asshole. Uh, I asked them about like winter stuff. They said that's when you guys get your rain, your whole four inches a year out yeah. in LA. One one day out of the entire month yeah like right now we had a downpour yesterday for the first time today it was beautifully sunny in a, a high of 40 i think 48 degrees 47 degrees and yeah, yeah. there i was like hey i'm going out it's not raining hillary chris's girlfriend's name is hillary she's i'm an asshole but um yeah dude do a fucking winter rally i'll 
fly out for that shit. Just have it's to like, loan me a bike and give me a place to stay it, and all that stuff. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a huge backyard full of mopeds, but I'm sure I can move them to the side and host some people up uh, and camp. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so you st- what was that? I'll let you all know when the actual dates uh, come to fruition. We were supposed to have our rally 2020 and then COVID hit and uh, we're like, well, I guess we can't because they shut down all the campsites too. We're like, that seems like the number one place you could go. during a. <laughs> Dude, that was what was fucking nuts in Minnesota. So like in St. Paul and Minneapolis, they planned it year, like when the cities were being formed to have roads around the lakes within the city proper. So like the rich people couldn't own the lakes, which is awesome. But what they did was fucking shut down the roads around the lakes because they didn't want people driving around the lakes or walking. Like it was the most fucked up thing ever. It was the, don't get me going. Don't get me going. Okay. Like it just, I just got mad because I couldn't ride my moped around the lake. That's all it really was. I was selfish. Um, Yeah. I'm right there with you. It was weird closing down campsites. Um, we didn't really even ride uh, during the beginning of that pandemic. This pandemic, um, I don't think anybody did. Everybody was just at home, like freaking out. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, but now we're like, we should have rode. The streets were empty. <laughs> I maybe bust. I think in April when everything like a week or two everything got shut down i was like i gotta get out and ride and i went i did kind of this loop i call of minneapolis and st paul it can take like two to three hours 45 minutes there was no fucking traffic dude it was insane yeah yeah we could get from like the east la part of town to marina del rey by by the ocean in less than that's usually like an hour by car and even by car it only took us like 15 10 minutes which is like record breaking like whoa you know but it, uh, by moped it's always the same it's always the same 30 minutes to get there so let me ask you this like what kind of speeds are you guys running out there are you running kind of more stockish bikes are you running kids no. stuff because uh, i'll admit i'm an idiot and i started chasing speed a few years ago and now i can't stop oh i'm i've i've I'll let you know, since I've been doing it a while, you go back to stock. <laughs> like, uh, my number one bike now is a completely stock ZA50 Maxi, and I just love, I love it. You know, it brings me right back to the beginning when you couldn't get speed parts. Uh, like, you could de-restrict the airbox, but you know what? I keep it restricted because I like it quiet now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is, this is where it's at, you know? And people don't hate you as much when you're <laughs> zooming yeah. down the yeah nobody wants to ride by me with my fast bikes because it's just so loud yeah no uh but for la you need to at least be going 40 minimum like you have to be able to reach 40 uh understanding that you know there's a few new cats uh that's been uh you know joining the rides and just in the scene in general and they're all kind of i guess 33 to 35 um but you really don't want to be going you really want a bike that could do 40. Um, all our bikes in the club are 45, like solid, just 45 runners. It is. That's, that's a magic zone. Cause you're fast enough where you're not getting ran over by traffic. 
And yeah, it's just a safety yeah. factor more than anything. And for crossing, you know, the valleys, there's a lot of long stretches. Um, and 45 doesn't even cut it because people are going 55. But um, yeah, between 40 and 45, your bike should be going about that. But, you know, lately we've been doing chill rides going far at 33 just because everyone else is, I don't know. It's kind of a little bit more laid back now. I don't think anyone's really racing right now. Uh, but I remember those days. I remember trying to go fast. It's it's just, I'm not, it's just, it's, it's just one thing after another. And like, it's, it's edge of, like I tell people, it's edge of the lightning bolt. I still fucking like, there's, that was a good chunk of the reasons why I love mopeds. Cause that was a, it. That was a part of my life it had been missing for just the power to weight ratio with these things are very similar to some past life experiences of mine. I'm just like, but I know it. I do enjoy riding slow bikes. I, my freaking Vespa chow, that thing is stock. Like I fucking love just taking that around the lake and just chilling and taking that to the coffee shop and just chilling. Like yeah. there's a time That's and place for every of them. Yeah, there is. Uh, I will more often than not just go, because uh, also when you're going fast, things start rattling, things start wearing out in really weird ways. And, you know, when I jump on that maxi and I just pin it going 32, I'm getting the exact same exhilaration as, you know, my, my Samadhi that's going 45. But uh, also cars seem to get it. They like understand it when you're actually going really, really slow. They're like, oh, that's a bicycle. I'm going to go around. Mm-hmm. Whereas it looks like a motorcycle and it's loud and it kind of goes fast. They're kind of like, they hate you. They're just like, you're loud, you're, you smell, we don't like, like riding in, in LA isn't like riding anywhere else that I've ridden. Like LA is not a fun, it's not like that fun of a place to ride when you're trying to get somewhere. Way to sell your rally, P.S. <laughs> well, for the rally, we're actually going to do the Cross Valley route and get out of the city. Like, we're not trying to ride the city. We're trying to show you the routes that we take. Um, you boys better get planned because I want somewhere to go in February then. All right. <laughs> 100 miles. It's like it's perfect, perfect ride. That is awesome. Like, I, I like a 100-mile day. Like, Jake Kane, one of the last long rides I did this summer, him and I put on – Fucking, I think it was like 98 miles or something, just something stupid like that. It was like just barely, I was like, ah, but it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you, you crash afterwards, and you're like, that was great. Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you started talking about the formation of Cross Valley. Um, talk a little bit about wanting to do uh, a rally, but like, how did you guys before COVID, pre COVID, and after COVID? Pre-COVID, like, how did you guys start up, like, do, did you guys start doing weekly rides in a public place? Or, like, how did how did that kind of happen? Because that's always interesting to me. Because, like, you hear a lot of, like, older clubs, like, yes, we used to ride every week. And now we don't. And then, like, the that's fun- one thing I'll say about Minnesota. I think they have one of the strongest ride nights of any moped club in the country. Like, the casserolers. And there's a lot of people. There's probably... On most nights, there's probably more non-casserolers going, but like they, on a shitty night, it's 10. On a good night, it's 35 to 40. 
Wow, our averages that Cross Valley specifically will pull will be like, we used to ride once a week. We, we as a club, we don't announce every ride that we do. So um, half the time it's just the club riding. We don't really invite many people. Um, and then if we do invite people, it'll be a post like the night before or the day of in the stories of Instagram. Um, and that kind of started during COVID because we also didn't want a bunch of people. Um, but also it's less, I don't know. I don't know. We might change that, but. Uh, like in Minnesota, uh, they'll do thir- every Thursday. And then like what the what they'll do and the castle rollers kind of organize it. And it's not necessarily castle rollers, uh, the MA club here. It's not necessarily has to be a castle roller who leads it every week, but they're the ones who kind of rot organize it. And so like, there's always, they always try to have somebody new leading the ride. So you don't have the fucking parkway ride every week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, to join cross Valley, you have to attend a rally and lead a ride. Um, so, and then I can tell you every person that, you know, hadn't let a ride, hadn't let a ride, decided they wanted to be part of the club, let a ride. They're always now like, Hey, I want to lead a ride. Hey, I want to lead a ride. Like, uh, kind of forces you to you know take lead a little bit and i think most of the uh, club members appreciate that um but we were riding every wednesday night it was either wednesday or thursday nights and we met at this really seedy bar called dave's Mm -hmm. Um, and uh we would do a ride up to the mountain and then down to waltz which is like kind of the guy that owns waltz was the guy that owned uh the moped shop back in the day so okay uh we as a club, like I said, we ride at least someone's riding every week, you know. Um, but hosting rides, we haven't picked that back up. Also, because we're back into winter and it's it's a hit or miss with the weather. So it's, it's a whole of, fifty-five degrees there, right? So you gotta. <laughs> uh, well, it's everyone's schedules. We don't really. I mean, we we used to do Sunday bagel runs. So Sunday morning. Uh, we would do uh, bagel runs, and that was the new ride post the uh, lockdown shutdown. Um, and I think we might probably start that back up. Now we Dude, just that's ride. Rad. Yeah. Um. So you get talking about the rides, talking about this, that. Um. What? I I haven't asked this question for a while. Oh, what's the dumbest thing you've done in mopeds? You can have fun with it, or you can be serious about it, like just like oh i can't believe like yeah i think there's a couple answers to that i remember a few times at a few rallies where i'm like this is the dumbest thing i've ever done but i don't remember what those instances were (laughs) but the dumbest things i've done with mopeds too are like my my hacks of uh trying to get the wrong pipe onto a different bike um i remember my first bike I had a bi turbo for an angled port, probably a Tomos. It was probably a Tomos bi turbo back then, obviously. And I tried to fit it onto a Samati and I used, you know, fittings from Home Depot oh, to, to make awesome. it right just before I was able to weld, before, you know, just those pipe fittings. Um, same thing with the intakes, done that before. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm not too dumb with my mopeds because mopeds are already dumb. So it's kind of just like mopeds whatever. Are, 
or no? It, yeah, it kind of just goes hand in hand. I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. This this is right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what was the? When did you first have your smile ride? Was like I always ask it to people, or usually earlier on the podcast when we just kind of naturally flowed without it. But like, what was your first like? Fuck! This is everything I want to do now. To be honest, I had that feeling the most when I bought my first Tomos. It was the first two. We forgive you. We forgive you for having it. No, I'm fucking with you. Tomos are rad. I rode my somat. Maybe like after I kitted the somati, I you know I was like, wow, this is pretty fast now compared to what it was doing before. But like when I jumped on a Tomos and I was just able to kick back, it started up, you know. And then I could just take off. It shifted into second gear. You know, I come to the stop. The brakes worked really well. I was just like, wow, what is this? This is this is mopeds. And that's when I was like, okay, I'd already been riding. But like, I'm like, this is this is a newer moped. (laughs) This actually uh, goes over 25 and it's not rattling apart right now. Awesome. It was a 2005 Tomos uh, ST. It was red, bright red. I put red everything on it. It was it was a fun bike. Right on, right on. Um, also, I think Honda Expresses are a lot of fun too. They are. That's why I like kind of want one. Tree twigs of a mo a noped thing. It's like just poles. It's just all poles. Yeah. yeah. Um, one- What's your favorite scooter? I know you got a lot of scooter pictures in your Instagram feed. Like, what's your favorite scooter you got right now? Uh, I just picked up for the first time ever in my entire life. I hopped on a Vespa, a Vespa scooter. It's a PX150 uh, 2005 Model 2, which isn't a California legal bike because of, <laughs> because of our EPA. <laughs> But I got it registered. It has a California plate on it. And uh, that bike is insane. It's a four-speed, two-stroke, single cylinder. And so when I'm riding that thing around, it still feels like... Like, I try to compare it to my Honda Spree. But the Honda Spree is a completely different ride experience, too. Like, that's kind of like... It's hard to explain. If you've ridden a Spree, I'm sure, like, every person that's ridden a Spree can say... Oh yeah, sketchy or like <laughs> the same kind of like uh, weirdness. But this this Vespa, it's a four speed on the freaking handle, and it rotates, and it has like a clutch, and I'm just like blowing my mind. Um, it's much bigger and heavier though, and it's made out of all metal, and that's yeah. kind. Of, uh, I've never never driven a Vespa, but I bought one before i even wrote it i bought it and i was like i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna sit on it and just take it take it away but like i almost ate shit immediately because like 150 cc's in a two-stroke is gnarly yeah Uh, and uh yeah that bike is a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) probably should it be uh that's yeah i don't know i don't know now do you need a motorcycle license for that in california you need a motorcycle license for a moped, but you only have to register it once. Um, but you definitely need to go get your license so that you can learn the rules of the road. Otherwise, you're out here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, 
what are some of your things you want to try to do and i the memes going around in 2022 um god damn i hate we gotta say 2022 uh, 2022 i'm gonna get trapped in that for fucking hours now um well what are some things you're looking forward to do besides throwing a rally in february now that we decided we decided you're doing that so it's now out there i guess right yeah Um, sure uh i think 2022 i really now that now that we're kind of coming out of i don't know if we're actually coming out of like hibernation in a way right uh I want to see, like, I want to see how many moped people, because, like, being in the moped scene prior to COVID, I saw, you know, when mopeds were kind of, quote unquote, big, there's big rides. I want to see, I want to see people out there again. I want to know, because you could have a ride planned a week in advance and still only see half of your friends, like... I want to know what once things are opened again and it's safe to like really, you know, feel okay to be talking with and hanging out with your friends. Like, what does it look like on a weekly basis? Like, I really want to see. And then like, now that the club we patched in, I think three people through COVID and I want to know what it's like to really get the whole gang out there and just, mopeds in masses again whereas you know it's very it's very grouped out here because also it's far like there's people on the east side there's people on the west side there's people up north and uh what happens when you start having weekly rides again that you know new folks kind of join in on and then maybe they start leading the rides because when we were leading the rides and having our weekly rides it was always me i was always the one there at the bar every Wednesday, um, meeting the new people, meeting the people that have been coming all the time. But now that, you know, I think people are kind of seasoned into it now. I want to see the seasoned people, the new seasoned people leading the new people and kind of just me sitting back. I want to see how that kind of flourishes and not be always the lead. You know, I'm kind of tired of the lead. I want to see the new energy. I want to, uh, I want to see what it's like. How many people are in Cross Valley right now? Uh, I think there's about 13 of us. That's awesome. Like that, And that really makes me happy to hear you guys patching in um, new people during COVID. I know Zeros are recruiting like crazy out in Ohio. And like, I can't say it enough, dude. If you want to go see a rad Midwest shop and freeze your ass off, you got to fly out to fly out to Toledo and go check that out, dude. It, and you know, the boys there, they'll fucking treat you right. It, there's, I can't speak highly enough about the zeros and how nice they are. That's awesome. I want to go check that. Yeah. I definitely want to go check them out. Uh, right. I just, for the first time visited Chicago a couple years ago, I visited the shop up there. Um, I haven't checked out JP's shop. I checked out the old, uh, second stroke, in new york but haven't were you there for a rally or were you just in new york kind of visiting a couple couple times it was just visiting and i would just hit up the shop i always try to find the moped, local moped shops wherever i i mean i actually technically try to just visit places that have a moped shop yeah uh, the uh 
the last time I was in New York, it was for the uh, Upjet rally, something about not your father. I can't remember yeah, what. With the super pook? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, that was, thing scared me just watching the videos on YouTube. Great, what a great season of, uh, of mopeds. I like mm -hmm. to think, you know, when they were doing the uh, stuff on YouTube and everything, it was like a... It was like a legitimate like TV show to me. I was just like, and then to see that that super pook out there, I was just like, whoa, it's actually real. And met a lot of cool people in that rally. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't speak. Everybody who I've dealt with in Upjet, love them. Like, yeah, just Parker and the boys. Like, That's yeah, yeah. Short shortcut and everything. Um, I'm tired and just trying to pull more stuff out to talk about because I am an idiot and I volunteer to work at 5 a.m. because I'm an idiot. Did I mention uh, that? Um, what? How many miles a week do you end up riding then? Like that's always that's always curious to me because like I and I'm not trying to throw shade or like compare anything. Like some people will talk mopeds, talk mopeds, talk mopeds, but they ride like once a week. And that's okay, but like in the summer, dude, like I'm wearing shit out, I'm breaking shit all the time because all I want to do is ride. I can tell you, probably last month, almost all my bikes were running, uh, or two months ago, and now maybe there's something wrong with all of them except for maybe three now. <laughs> that makes me so happy, dude. It doesn't matter where you go, shit's breaking. Yeah, I don't like doesn't. I just rebuilt, you know, I rebuilt this this E50. Threw it on the bike, was riding it, and now there's an electrical problem that I can't even find. I'm like, I literally just put this together, uh, but my I don't work too far from here either, so it's about a 20 minute ride to work. So I'll ride there. I don't I don't know the mileage. It might be like eight miles one way. So I don't know. It's it's more dependent on am I late? Okay, I'm not late. <laughs> Ride a bike that's easy to pull out and I could just start it or do I need to tinker on it first? Um, it's like if I get the opportunity, I'll ride. And also, I'm not always posting about it. So it's like some people always claim like you're the leader, but you don't ride as much as I do. And I'm like, but I don't always post about it. So yeah. you don't know actually riding. I ride pretty often, but uh, when it's cold, I try not to because it's like really cold. Yeah, and I'm just busting your chops. Like it cold, it gets cold for everybody wherever you fucking live. It's because you're used to that temperature. Like, yeah. So if it's too cold, it's too cold, dude. I was out today because it rained yesterday, and I wanted to experience, you know, that that wet air, uh, which is not you know that normal out here. So I do like to experience uh, riding mopeds is all about the experience. I do like all the vintage car stuff because of the experience. Like it feels different. And so I'm always trying to experience the new feeling of, of two strokes in general. Um, so what vintage car stuff are you into? Is it, I, when I hear for some reason, I'm imagining just Volkswagens. Uh, I've got, the air-cooled Volkswagens. I have a, a diesel Rabbit. Nice. A, uh, a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's a it's an older Audi with like the older Rabbit engine in it. So it's like it's an offbeat Audi. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but uh, being a VW guy, you'll like this. Um, 
I used to talk about him a lot early on in the podcast. He's like a big brother to me, this Kevin. Um, he's recently left his auto body job. He's been a painter for fucking 40 years. Two weeks ago, when he put his notice in, his boss goes, well, we got to get that bus in here now. He just painted a 32-window VW bus, which anybody Whoa. knows about those. They are ultra fucking rare. You do not find them. And his boss spent all summer doing the metal work on that and he only wanted kevin to paint it out of everybody like kevin dude. is such a talented painter but he's like i'm done i'm fucking done dude uh yeah the volks like i mean mopeds too right now i don't get it like I, I don't really understand what's going on in the world right now because i'm just stuck you know working in my workshop but like my van yeah i bought the thing for like five thousand bucks and now it's worth over thirty thousand dollars and i'm like whoa what uh but I'm still going to a... drive out of it. <laughs> <laughs> still like my $5,000 van and I'm going to drive the shit out of it and fix it just like my mopeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's all kinds of two strokes. I'm really like two stroke and air cooled. I don't really like to deal with radiators other than the, the rabbit, but that's a diesel. It's like, it's like a sewing machine. So that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I've got a two stroke, uh, twin motorcycle it's a suzuki gt 185 that's a cool project that again it's an air-cooled two-stroke uh, i got the vespa now oh i got into boats during covid two-stroke motors yep like tomos made boat motors that was a great find of like whoa who knew that do you actually got a tomos boat motor no I yeah everybody everybody talks a lot big game about like we're just gonna start a boat club we're all gonna run tomos motors nobody in the moped community fucking owns a tomos boat motor i'm really convinced we're, this. we're we're trying to coin the term the moped navy out here we've got three mopeders down here specifically that all have boats um <laughs> my first boat was a two-stroke boat um i have two-stroke boat motors but Trying to find a Tomos one out here is rough, rough game. Uh, I don't know. I know. I know of them. I don't know. Did they get brought to America? Like that's the yeah, question. There was one for sale. Like I think it was in the Midwest, and I wanted someone to pick it up for me and bring it over. But uh, <laughs> also, a two horsepower moped engine for your your boat isn't the best uh, investment, yeah. really. So, and you can't really make a good trolling motor. But other than that. Yeah, nah loud smoky trolling like and it like shoots oil into the ocean so i'm just like i don't know about that anymore that's not know? that's not very like west coast of you i thought you guys were supposed to be leading the way of environmental protection yeah i switched to propane so I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it's if it has a two-stroke on it i i usually like i'll get i'll start finagling with it so that's how i got into boats was two stroke stuff too because i'm like i didn't know they made stroke motors for boats oh yeah that was, that was yeah that was the way it was for many many years um when are you uh, getting into when are you getting into chainsaws then uh i'm not into chainsaws but we got someone up north a little bit that uh, i say up north because la is down here and uh, santa Clarita is north of la so okay. the other part of the crew is north of me but uh he's always talking about uh chainsaws and when i'm gonna get into chainsaws and i'm like 
Uh, probably not. <laughs> Dude, they're fucking nuts. That same Kevin, who I'm buddies with, gotten into chainsaws the last four or five years. Yeah. I've ran his hot, hot, he calls it his hot saw. Those fuckers buck, dude. Like, if you've ever get anybody, if you ever get a chance to run a fucking chainsaw that's been built, it's an experience. I'll say that. It's pretty fucking nuts. The problem is, I just don't, I mean, you know, LA. Not a lot of, not a lot of wood. Yeah, we're not, we're not chopping wood really often out here. Dude, just go to the Hollywood Hills. Just start fucking cutting shit down. Like, fuck it. Like, with it, like, ripping, too? It's, like, brapping? Yeah, um, exactly, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think the last thing I just heard was the governor wanted to ban two-strokes again in, like, the lawnmowers and stuff, which is, like, a thing that keeps circulating around. They, they're they still around, uh, but that's that's yeah. California. Yeah, dude. Like, you <sighs> Don't even say the words, because then it'll happen eventually. Like if we just don't talk about it, it won't happen. Like exactly, exactly. Because how about like if you want to actually do something for the environment, why don't you regulate some corporations a little more? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just not not to get political on that at all, but you know, it's like these little fucking things don't do it. It's fucking all the shit that these. Anyways, yeah, motors, mopeds, chainsaws. You got to get some because it could be I, fucking awesome. All right, all right. I don't know. I'll look into it, but I already got enough uh, engines I need to work on. Oh, yeah. And know what the problem is? I've become convinced of this. The more storage area you find for your moped, um, you find more places to put moped parts, and then you get more mopeds, and it's just like, oh, my God. I know. I'm going to also throw out there, if anyone wants a moped, hit me up so I can sell them some mopeds because I've got way too many mopeds. But know what? Do you, though? No, Do because you? two of them work right now. So, you know, my back stock is... Uh... <laughs> so if you want a bunch of broken mopeds, I know where a bunch are in L.A. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, don't worry. I got a bunch. I've In my garage right now, I have... One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven mopeds. Know how many are running? One. So your our ratios are about equal, we'll say. Like I think yeah. the the Grand Prix will start though. Like it's missing a belt. <laughs> Lee, you're supposed to fucking bring that to me this week. I'm a little disappointed in you. But the grand because I just I just put gas down the cylinder. Just want to see if it'll pop off, and it wow. did. And I'm like, motherfucker! Now I want to put gas in the tank. But I got, and this was when I got 21 inches of snow this weekend. Like, uh, yeah, dude. I'm like, I can't take it anywhere. So I was a little, little mad. Um, about 40, 45 degrees, 48 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> run it. Yeah, just run it. Yeah. Hey, I was out there. I was out there today. So. Yeah. No, it was nuts though running my bike today because, again, the weather's fucking nuts. It was so humid out, but like you go near any, if you're going and riding around, we're like, we got hills and stuff like that. And you go near a lake, all of a sudden you get a shot of cold air. So it's like almost, it's, it's weird. It's almost like it's too rich, but then you hit that lake air and then it just leans out like that and then all of a sudden ah, i'm alive it's wow. yeah dude because yeah it's fucking it was i've never had a bo- moped simultaneously go from four stroking 
to leaning out that quickly. I was almost worried I was going to blow it up. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm re- in uh, San Francisco. That's where I first experienced that kind of, does it have an air box on it? Fuck no. I just got the carburetor. No, I don't want to. No, I, I, I've got, I've got a freaking 19, uh, Polini carb out the side with a screen. Like I don't do air boxes. That's, that's probably fun. Yeah. <laughs> I le- that's why. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, God, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Don't forget, people, check us out at Instagram, like, subscribe. Um, do you want to sh- point anybody to uh, any Instagram handles or Facebook groups? Uh, yeah, you guys should all follow, if you're not already, Cross Valley Air Cooled. It's Cross Valley underscore Air Cooled. Um, my social handle is Tony C's, I-E-Z-E, because C's was already taken. Um but uh, yeah, and if you're in California, I mean, well, specifically Los Angeles, uh, come find us. Yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've got a buttload of loners. <laughs> and they'll probably be running by the time we all get out there for the rally in February, apparently. That's right. now happening. We decided it's it's happening. The way, the way it works is you come and you fix your own moped. And uh, <laughs> if you're a good mechanic, you'll make the ride. If you're a terrible mechanic, we all know you suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be a great rally. Come and work, fix our bikes, and you can ride them. <laughs> There's 15 bikes for y'all to to come uh, wrench on. All the parts are there. Just uh, you have a day to wrench, a couple hours to test, and we ride 100 miles. That's a cross valley rally in February. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did have some folks come from uh, Seattle. They came down, um, and they uh, they fixed two bikes and they rode them. And I'm like. There you go, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's mopeds, dude. Come on. Like That's what I go visit somewhere, too. I'm like, hey, can I ride? Well, they're all broken. Can I fix your bike? Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty good mechanically, but, like, chasing those electrical demons, though, like, I just, uh, I get annoyed real quick. Eventually, you uh, you figure it out. But, yep. yeah. But thank right you. On. Thank you tonight. Um, it was a blast. Yeah, dude, well, don't, again, stay in touch. Uh, I'm going to harass you to have a rally now because I want somewhere to go that's warm in February. And um, everybody, I don't know if you heard on your end. We'll see how this podcast comes out. If there's audio issues, there's something that happened in this last Zoom download that's kind of made it goofy for me. So I apologize about that. But guess what? I don't edit for shit. So this is what it is. You get what you pay for. Um, again, thanks for listening to Second Chance Moped Podcast. Don't forget um, to just spread the word. And if you want to give me shit, because it's Christmas time, a boy needs more moped t-shirts. That's all I can say. Um, Tony, you stick around. We'll talk a little bit after the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. And don't forget, Tony, mopeds are dumb. <laughs> talk to you later, my guy. Bye. Yeah.